Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. We'll light you we'll look excited. Today. Hey, can you bear me? I got this one, son. Oh, no. What? Wait, who do we have on the show again? I don't know what's going on. Oh, Jesus. So we are not going to delay any longer. Without further ado, mystery guest at the table. Who are you and what do you do? You may know me as Zebediah Saint. You may have known me before as Jesus Christ Jr., but that man is dead. He is in the ground. We are no longer with him. He is with his father. So what I do is I'm a professional wrestler. Um, I'm I'm on a little bit of a hiatus right now, just the tiniest bit of a mental health break, but we can get into that a little bit later. Uh, mm -hmm. Just happy to be here with my boy Soul. What up? How's it going? It is going well. So, guys, I don't know if you uh, got the memo. We got one. Whoa, whoa! We have our whoa. second ever whoa, wrestler. That is, uh, that is the, uh, magic. Powered by Riverside FM. Riverside FM is the, is the machine that makes this happen, and it's because of Riverside FM I'm able to play around with the soundboard, if you like, so you're welcome. Shout out to Riverside <laughs> FM soundboard. Sound <laughs> Riverside FM makes this machine work better than it should, even for a pleb like me. Plug over. Anyway, so, yeah, my man, my man, I, I feel that when you mentioned taking a, a small reprieve you know i'm we had nick radford on the show prior and he and i are both uh mental health advocates as well so yeah we 100 percent support do what you need to do especially because 2020 and 2021 be scary yo yeah yeah a little bit it can get to you it got to me a little bit uh yeah so i'm at this moment just trying to wrap my head around a few things you know sure. trying to find my way back into wrestling that's where that's my that's the end goal right now not too sure when it's going to happen when you'll see me again in a ring but you know i'm I'm on my way there yeah and you know <laughs> the, the thing is pro wrestling just like many things in life it's a journey not a destination yes um, we had good friend of uh, yours and mine ethan hd he's he started doing the whole comic book shop thing over at destiny city comics he never thought that he would get back into a ring. He thought, hey, this is my retirement plan. This is my second career. And then, lo and behold, there was that spark in him that mm -hmm. that, uh, that got him back into training. So, never say never. Yeah, and just tonight, he faced Clark Connors in his mm -hmm. first match back in the PNW in a while, Defy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, huge inspiration there for sure. Absolutely, yeah. We're we are <laughs> recording this on August twenty seventh. It is night one of Devi Leviathan, and I will tell you, it didn't really 
hit home for me until Defy put up the statistic of how long we have gone without wrestling. I think it was something along the ballpark of 488 days. Yeah. Was the official tally. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, time time is a construct. It is a circle. And you never quite know where it's going, but like it yeah, that's a very striking number right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I before the pandemic hit i was out for an extra six months i broke my arm the november 2019 right before it happened so i was already out jeez yeah so i had that little extra six months there on top of it so getting back having wrestling back in seattle right now Mm -hmm. it's it's just yeah it's nuts it's crazy it's it's just crazy to think that we went so long without like the thing that kept us together for a lot of us sure whether that be wrestling for me or any kind of performance arts for other people a lot of shows and such Mm -hmm. like and the fact that we're getting back to that kind of shows like the resilience of our scene if that makes sense yes 100 percent. and i'm i'm loving it i hope we can keep at it yeah absolutely and you know not too long ago we had matt of the flex network on the show shout out uh, my boy matt Gosh, man, it's it's <laughs> the thr- the scene is getting bigger and bigger all the time. And like I said, I I didn't know who Matt of the Flex Network was until Z-Man told me about his promotion up at Scuttlebutt. Mm-hmm. And the pitch was for the venue that it looked like a scene from Street Fighter Alpha 3 which is my favorite fighting game of all time. (laughs) And that was the hook for me. And then Matt slid into my DMs and was like, dude, I need to be on your show. We need to talk. And I'm like, all right. And then just (laughs) one thing led to another. And currently on camera, I am rocking the Rockin' Wrestling shirt that Z-Man made for that particular event in Spanaway. And like with like three days' notice, I was roped in to help with commentary for that show. So awesome. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Yeah. It was was quite the experience. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's harder to run a show than it looks. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Not as easy as you think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I did a commentary for the first time for five CC not too long ago. And that I was going to do it like, yeah, I can talk. I can do this. It's whatever. I know wrestling. I can talk about a wrestling match. Then you get into it and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All, all oh, the, fa- all the fanboys that have been crapping on Michael Cole for the last 20 years. I'm like, try it. Just try yeah, to no. do what uh-uh. he does. You can't. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you're not prepared for it. The things that happen in this world. Oh, you know, you know, it's wrestling. It's there's no other business like it. And that's why, like, you know, for years I have had a tagline on my Twitter account that people are fake wrestlers are real. Because if you want to get the most authentic experience out of life, you can't get a more dynamic range of characters and performers and athletes than in pro wrestling. Honestly, it's a spectacle unlike anything else. And it's. It's almost like the Godfather, and just when you think you're out, they'll pull you back in. 
because there's new things that come up all the time. There's new yes. crops of talent all the time. There's so and, many places for people to work right now, whether it be locally here in the PNW or just on TV. There's so many places for people to go. And talk about the exposure that a lot of people are getting. You have Chase James working on Relentless mm -hmm. up in Eastern Washington. Shout out. You have Nick Wayne absolutely killing it. Killing it. Just killing it everywhere. Doing He's... the GCW thing. Getting a taste of AEW Dark. You have the Bash mm -hmm. Bros that have been doing the gambit everywhere it's shout out bass bro shout out dragonplex dojo dragonplex dojo man yeah and, doing and, good work those dudes are it's it brings in and uh quite a while back we had sarah from the sunken treasure games knitted fox on twitter and we talked about there is a certain kind of joy that seeing the investment from a fan's perspective that investment into a talent and seeing that nurtured and seeing that talent grow, there's nothing that can possibly top that feeling. It's like the feeling of me being initially a fan at Defy 4 and seeing Swerve's work and then seeing mm -hmm. the work and him getting called up to NXT and now he's your NXT North American champion. Running arguably the best angle with the best stable in Hit Row. Hit Row's killing it. The man hasn't missed a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and seeing back to Nick Wayne, that homegrown talent that everyone's seen since he was super young. Now he's just traveling everywhere. 16 years old. Like, this kid is honestly, like, not to be cliche, this kid is literally the future. It's nuts what, what's happening with him. And on top of that, just the whole Pacific Northwest scene, there's so much more talent that is ready to break out. Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel like we have so much to offer that it's a matter of time before there's so many more people that are out there. Yeah, and the thing that certain fans will tend to worry about is will the well dry up? And I'm a firm believer that... Talent is not a resource, it's a revolving door. Because you're going to get Agreed. you're gonna get some talent that may go out, that may get called up, that may have altered the course of their career, but it's a revolving door of talent. You're gonna have the homegrown names that get called up, and then a couple years from now you're gonna get new homegrown names that's just the way that the industry works you think about like how even how even wwe was five years ago is not the way that it is now mm -hmm. you look at the scene out here was practically non-existent five years ago and you go back five years before that it was oh, barren yeah. mm -hmm. like in the 10 year span the pacific northwest is really found its way in wrestling a thousand percent yes a thousand percent literally it's... from nothing to where we are now mm -hmm. and that's just a testament to that hard work put in by so many people and again that revolving door of talent you said it it won't dry up there's no well to dry up because everyone's going to keep working everyone's going to keep getting better and there's more people that 
aren't being looked at. You just got to look at them. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you have the revolving door of talent. You have the new schools that are cropping up. You have where, for the longest time, it was only one. Now we're looking at closer to three in Washington and then even Vancouver. Vancouver has their own. There's been rumblings for a while about a New Japan school. I know there were some select locations that they were looking at. I think Los Angeles was one of them, but I thought at one point the Seattle area was as well. So I didn't hear that one. There's, I mean, I it's very possible that I may have. Yeah, either way, I mean, <laughs> that'd be dope, right? Schools, USA, Google to the rescue. Let's see what I can find. New Japan schools, US. Oh, that's and they got the LA dojo. Bunch LA of dojo doing good mm-hmm. things there. Mm-hmm. Jet Knight, another dude made his debut in Washington. Just doing crazy things with New Japan right now. Best dropkick in the business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. New Japan Dojo Camp. I think that's just what they're calling their talent. Oh, that's dated as far back as spring 2019. Whoops. Maybe that didn't <laughs> materialize like I thought it would. But yeah, in any case... The crop of talent is not going to dry up. It's only going to flourish. There's going to be more people. And I think the most important thing as well is you have more representation than there ever has been. So you're going to inspire more people that may have not looked at wrestling otherwise. You look at the kids that are watching the WWE product right now, seeing Bailey, seeing Bianca Belair, seeing Becky Lynch, seeing Kofi. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All of this crop of talent that is just kicking down the doors for everybody. And it's it's such a cool thing to see that people that may have not been interested in wrestling, giving that a shot and finding inspiration in the in the strangest of places. I know people personally that were never pro wrestling fans before Becky Lynch. Yeah, my uh my partner had never watched wrestling before we had gotten together around two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is the biggest Oscar fan in the world. <laughs> Absolutely loves it. Biggest Effie fan in the world. That's cool. Uh, again, back to the representation. Like, sure. The LGBTQ community has started doing so much more than they were allowed to do before. Mm-hmm. So now so many people are seeing, like, I can do that as well if they can do that Uh, so many more people are going to be trying it so how is a talent well going to dry up when you have so many more people who are coming in and taking the shot and Mm -hmm. being allowed to try it and it's so much more accepting of people getting into training than it was before even you know just over just over the weekend i saw ashton star tear it up with rebel kel Mm -hmm. just just yeah the representation is huge, and I'm I'm a huge advocate for intergender wrestling. There needs to be more of it. Yes, any, I agree. And, and any anybody that says that it doesn't belong, see also the best feud of the last generation in Brian Cage versus Jordan Grace. The visual of that, the <laughs> pose off between those two, that deserves to be on the walls with "Down Goes Frazier" and "What's My Name" and just you can't tell me that that's illegitimate when you see two two powerhouses 
Well, one of my my things when it comes to saying, well, anything's fake in wrestling is most of the time it's like, well, you just watched it happen. You know, a lot of what goes into wrestling is you just watch the thing happen. Oh, well, it wouldn't she wouldn't be able to lift him. Then why is he on her shoulders right now? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so, so many of these limitations that are put on are just false in the sense of that would never happen in the real world. That would never happen in a fight. Correct. Absolutely. Girls will whoop a dude's ass any day. I know so many girls. I'll just knock dudes out any second. Mm -hmm. How are you going to tell me you can't do that in a wrestling ring? Yes. Yeah. And the, again, talking about intergender wrestling and representation. I mean, that perfectly segues into you. You alluded to this a little bit where what does representation in pro wrestling mean to you? It means that the product is better. How are you going to have someone who looks one way and, and stands for one thing rather than having a whole spectrum of what the world actually is mm -hmm. like it, it just lends itself to what the business is for is making more money a and what it needs to be and what we're hopefully moving towards is acceptance towards everyone that is doing what they love and making more money and putting more uh, eyes on the business mm -hmm. so representation to me means that everything is better yeah you i, I think you certainly uh got the concept there where more representation means more pies more fill for everybody um, exactly so uh i ran into uh johnny tel taco before he was heading over to the defy show and we talked about something similar where people have this weird misconception of diversifying pretty much anything in society these days there's this myth apparently that it's like well i still got to get my pie and I think there was a visual that somebody had where being diverse doesn't mean that you are getting less of a sliver of a pie. It means that everybody gets to enjoy that same pie. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And with something like pro wrestling, there's been a history of you're taking my spot. So much politics going around, stuff like that. Yep. When there's always more opportunities coming. You can't, like, especially nowadays, there needs to be more opportunity for the people who haven't got it before. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. it's instead of they're taking my spot, it's they're coming in and getting more eyes on it. And yep. next time you come there, next time you're working, more eyes will be on you as well. So if you're going to look at it as a selfish thing anyways, it's going to help you in the long run anyways on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a funny notion thinking that somebody that breaks the status quo is a threat to the business. I mean, you have where some of the most history-defining moments being the most memorable in the business. You look at a young Rocky Johnson or a young Ron Simmons breaking that glass yeah. ceiling and becoming champion for the first time. It did nothing but help the product grow and allow more people to believe that that could be them. 
you see in the in the clip of uh, Ron Simmons winning the first his first heavyweight championship, low kid in the in the crowd jumping up and down because that hadn't been done before. He mm-hmm. knew that, and again, that kid's gonna keep watching. That kid's gonna and there's so many more people that you didn't see on camera that that's them as well. And how many more moments have there been like that? Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with fighting games. Think about back when I was a kid. Chung Li being the strongest woman in the world was such a radical thought. But do you think about how many women took up martial arts because of Chung Li, because of Cami? And now you have this wide array of representation of characters. I don't know how closely you follow fighting games or fighting game development, but the most recent trailer for King of Fighters 15 introduced two brand new characters to King of Fighters. One of them is basically a female version of the protagonist, an arguably a cooler looking version of the protagonist. Looks like something like straight from Jet Set Radio. It's amazing. And then there was this other this other woman that was much darker complexion than what we usually see, but she looked badass. Like we're talking white weaves and braids and almost like this almost you know how there's that sort of organic techno looking thing where it looks like kind of something from nature mm-hmm. i guess you're going yeah 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 has that in a king of fighters character that's and dope. It's, like, it's it's pretty dope looking <laughs> and so it's like that can only put more eyes on the product when you have cool diverse looking characters that you're like i want more of that please 100 100 yeah, yeah it's so you know just taking a chance and again every once in a while there's these parallels between pro wrestling and fighting games and it's like take a chance on putting out a more diverse product and more importantly give performers give characters a chance to shine by having them do fun cool stuff something up their alleys yeah something that they have have a have a hand in yeah Mm -hmm. i feel it yeah i mean it's not rocket science a it doesn't take much to make the fans happy just have the performers do cool stuff but b more importantly you know if the bread is getting stale after a while, maybe change out the loaf. Don't wait for that <laughs> loaf to mold, you know? Yeah. Go get you another baguette out there if you've been <laughs> messing another... with the loaf of wheat, wheat bread, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can only have rye for so many servings. You maybe know? throw out that craft cheese and get, <laughs> and get you a nice Havarti. Yes. Do something new out yes. here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like I, I don't I don't always need the cheddar. I sometimes go for the provolone. Provolone, man. Okay. All right. Pro, provolone's delicious. <laughs> provolone's delicious. As long as you don't say blue cheese, we're on the same page. I Get will that say, mold okay, out my face. The the, the, mo- the most that I go with is I will only go crumple. The crumple blue cheese and like a light amount of it. I don't like the liquid stuff at all. That it's the same reason I don't dig horseradish. I can't handle the spice, I can't handle the muck in my mouth. I see where I can I can do the horseradish. 
Okay. I can okay. do that. I could do that. Blue cheese, you put that in my face and it might be across the room in a few seconds. <laughs> I'm not messing with that. Yeah, no, the liquid <laughs> the liquid stuff is not great. But uh if you get like a good crumble of blue cheese when it's done right, it's more like a feta than the muck you usually get this process. Okay, I can I I can deal with some feta. You were mm-hmm. I can deal with that. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, are you much of a, a cooker or a culinary expert? I'm really not. I have okay. my, my little basics. I, I have my spaghetti sauce I make. Sure. You know, your sure. your okay. nice little poor kid foods you learned growing up. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, but let's, no, uh... I'm not too much of a chef. I, 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 yeah, no. Okay, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> Most of my adult life has been I've been treated as a can cook. If it comes in a can, I can cook it. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Can can and frozen. Oh yeah. Can and frozen can box. Yeah. Box I, cook. Yeah. Yeah. I um, need to I need to start this body guy life and go straight chicken breast. Right. <laughs> I I have been dabbling and I want to try to do the vegan route like Ethan does, but it's so hard. It's so I difficult. I don't have the self control for that. I have to be honest with myself. I really mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, too. It's like the last place that I was trying to uh, get some personal training lessons in. It's like, yeah, it's do the best that you can, but also don't ignore those cravings because you're just going to hate yourself. So it's like, all right, yeah. But the thing is, sometimes those cravings is I go through a whole pizza on a, on a weekend or I get like the biggest, greasiest, cheesiest burger. And it's like carbs are not my friend. My yep. midsection proves that. And then uh, after that, you're like, oh, I already ate this cheeseburger. Let me stuff down this candy bar. You might as well. You I'm might as treat well. this as a cheat day now. Yeah, yeah. And then it eventually <laughs> becomes a cheat week. And then sometimes it turns into a cheat month, and it's just like, oh, And then at what? that point, you're not even cheating. That's just that's just where you're at in life. Yeah, it's, just <laughs> like, it's like you go from you're not cheating to you're not trying. And uh, Put that on a t-shirt. Uh, right? <laughs> right? I almost feel like somebody might have already. But, Maybe. Uh, I don't know. You know? Who knows? <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive into that a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about, I mean, we can go in whatever direction you want to go. If you want to talk about what got you interested in pro wrestling or potentially your upbringing, where do you want to steer the ship, man? Where, what, tell, tell us a little bit about the origin story of Zebediah Saint. Okay, well, um, I'll pretty much just go from where, from, from my wrestling roots. Okay, sure. My first memory of wrestling, this is a great story. I remember uh, Shawn Michaels jumping off the top rope doing an elbow drop. Uh huh. Then I remember Goldberg doing a jackhammer to somebody. So my brother must have been flipping channels on a, on a, a Monday night. Uh-huh. And I was five years old at this point. And then my brother goes, I can do that. <laughs> Jackhammers me. Shatters my left arm. Oh! Breaks the hell out of it. I'm five years old. We have a babysitter over that night. She's frantic, yelling about it. Um, so oh. after that, I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. There was mm-hmm. no any of that in my house until I started sneaking it when I was like 12 years old. Sure, sure. So from there, I started. I was watching wrestling. You know, the SmackDown 05 days, mm-hmm. the the SmackDown Six. Um, that's kind of where I was at there. Stopped watching for a while. Mm-hmm. Then 2017, 
one of my friends was going down to Raw in Portland, and uh-huh. one of our buddies bailed, and he just hit me up like, yo, you want to come with? You, you know, we got the hotel. I was like, bet, let's do it. Went down, and I was like, oh, shit. I remember I love this. Right. And I'm an adult now. You can make fun of me for it. I don't fucking care. Who, like, <laughs> like, like, what are, you know, I, cool. Um, so I was like, all right, this is, this is sweet. And so we were at the hotel that night and we we're like, let's see if there's any local shows. Found out, found three, two, one battle and ended up there the next weekend. Nice. They had the poster on the wall training here. Yada, yada. So I was like, Oh, let me, let me try this shit out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm not stopping. <laughs> I can do this. Right. Right. And yeah. And it, spun out from there yeah and i can say spun out because i kind of went deep into it right right from the beginning yeah and just threw myself into that and kind of neglected other stuff but the other stuff ain't here no more and wrestling is so who made the right choice i think i did what's up right right (laughs) it's it's like uh it's like well crickets get very quiet when you get too close to their comforts yeah. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, you you definitely hit the nail on the head with once you get that training bug in, you don't want to stop. I know from just the little taste of that old three two one training promotion that I had. I had a couple mm-hmm. of lessons in, and I was beating up myself that like I didn't have the strength that I wanted to. So I don't know if I have gone full a lab on on the podcast, but I know on a handful of occasions I have mentioned, and I think, I think it'll be kind of a cute little bow to kind of tie this up with because so at rock and wrestling, uh, my personal favorite memory was chatting it up with Cubby and Draquan who they were involved in the opener, which was a fatal four way. It was uh, Draquan. Good uh, dudes. Love both of them. They're fantastic dudes. Draquan, Cubby, uh, no, Chase James was later on. It was Sonico, and uh, originally it was scheduled to be Guillermo Roses, but Jordan Oasis picked up the ball and ran with it. And phenomenal athletes all around. But again, my favorite memory from that show was going to the meet and greet part and just chatting it up with Cubby and affectionately making amends with Drake Kwan because the last time that I was involved in training, I was paired up with Drake and during our training exercise was electric chair squats and I remember this and wheelbarrow pushups and I was paired with Drake and this was my second lesson ever. And I knew, I realized really quickly that I did not have the strength to do what I was supposed to do. And I felt really bad about injuring Draquan's back. Mm. So at the Rock and Wrestling show, I said, Man, I felt bad all this time and I'm sorry. And he's like, You know what? That's water under the bridge. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Drake's a good dude. Drake is a, a good, humble dude. But his character, his character's real mean. And uh, I love... Ass, I, dude. I, I love He switches that, that on, dude. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good, yeah. 
Yeah. So good. Check that dude out if you haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Real Drake Kwan on Twitter, I believe. And uh, that also ties in perfectly with, uh, well, before then, let me uh, go ahead and just sort of backpedal a little bit. You mentioned at about like five or six years old, you got into trouble for watching pro wrestling when you were a kid. Uh, see also that uh, my parents didn't want me to watch Power Rangers because they thought that that show was the reason that I kept getting into fights, which, <laughs> debatable, but, uh, you know, I, I think they had you a You might have tried to, to move or two from it, but who oh, knows if that's the root cause, you know? Right, right. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. It's like, I, I didn't have the power coins or the saber or the blaster, but, uh, you know, a kid can dream. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, uh, my foray actually into pro wrestling wasn't until much later. My first vivid memory was SummerSlam 2000, possibly 2001, because I remember the first vivid memory I have was the Jeff Hardy flipping off of a 20-foot ladder onto Bubba at the table. Yeah, that right was, there in the walkway. Right there in the walkway, mm-hmm. right where the Titantron is and all that. And after the show, my friend at the time who was having the party, I was like, are we going to have the party for the next pay-per-view? And he's like, no these are $60 a pop. And I'm like, yeah, oh man. <laughs> uh, so I kind of kept that a little bit on the back burner, but uh, what really kind of rekindled that interest was I watched WrestleMania 18 on my parents' black box. And Sick. <laughs> that was uh, where uh, they had the promo of WrestleMania 19 in Seattle. And I was like, no, they're not going to bring it out to Seattle. That's crazy. There's no way. There's no way. And then sure enough. And then uh, around that time, September, before that WrestleMania, I ran into a couple of college friends that rekindled my interest in pro wrestling. And I tell you what, that era from 02 to 07 was peak WWE for me. Because the Bischoff mm-hmm. era... For me personally, the Bischoff era on on Raw and Teddy Long on SmackDown. Yep. Eddie yeah, that's Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio is still my favorite feud ever. Me too. It's, yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah. like you said, the one pay per view you saw, the one I saw when I was a kid was SummerSlam 2005. So Rey and mm-hmm. Eddie in the custody of Dominic ladder match. Yep. So. I have very fond memories of that match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether anyone else doesn't, I love that. It's That's yeah. beautiful. It's uh, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Guerrero standing on the steps, slapping his chest after suplexing a semi-unmasked Rey Mysterio. Oh, lives rent-free in my head. Yeah, that is a visual that will be with me until the day I die. Eddie turning on Ray. Just, Ugh. yeah, that's that struck me as a child. Mm-hmm. That it, uh, yep. That was the reason why my mom didn't want me to watch wrestling. It got me, it, it got me riled up, man. I wanted to it's, fight somebody. It's the funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that because the one time my mother tried was she sat down. And, okay, let's go ahead and watch this wrestling thing. And I've said this a couple of times, but I don't mind saying it again because it's a fun story. The first time that my birth mom ever tried to watch pro wrestling with me, what was the opening segment? Eddie Guerrero's story time. 
Now, once upon a time, there was a skanky ass. Nope, I'm done. Nope. Click. <laughs> Minute into the show. 53 seconds in. <laughs> yeah, less than five minutes, and she's just like, I don't see what you see in this. And it's like, no, but it's, it's the, this is the, the, but it's not always the. Watch the, watch the match. But don't it, listen but... to him. Yep. 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 I think Lyle and I talked about this, where there's some things in pro wrestling that they do to themselves that doesn't garner fans. Wrestling is a silly little sport that it does so much good, but it also self-rakes itself more often than it should. Yeah, it's, it gets in its own way. It definitely it, does. It definitely it, gets its own way. That's a good way to put it. People uh, have a tendency to shoot themselves in the foot a lot of times. Uh, they do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, chronic disease is called foot and mouth disease. It can be contagious. And it can be caught by anyone. It can be caught by anyone. Yeah. Humility and openness and understanding and forgiveness will go a long way, especially because we are not in the territory days of I'm going to take your spot so that way you don't get mine. It's where I think we're long past the time frame of everybody has a dagger behind their back when they say hello. Yeah. And we're, and we're all, I think we're all better off for that, I believe. It's still out there. You're always going to have people who, who don't want the best for other people, you know, who want to put themselves forward. Agreed. But those people aren't going to get as far as they used to. Right. Because right. no one wants to deal with that shit. Yeah, right. no, it's, it's pe- people are waking up. Yeah. I think, people, I think people are waking up. People I think now, are, more than o- now more than ever, we're willing to kick the pieces of shit out like we have to. Yeah. That and was... Before, like, yeah. And, and there's, there's way more heat on people who actually are trying to defend that, that shit. Yeah. Who are just and outside it, of it. So, like, mm-hmm. it just ain't getting anywhere. We don't need that. Yeah, the social media era of pro wrestling has been a really interesting evolutionary process in mm-hmm. business. You yeah. look at I mean, you just look at the and and once again, we're going to talk about those parallels between fighting games and pro wrestling. I'm a firm believer that both industries had their speak out movement at around the same time. Yeah. And I would argue that pro wrestling handled theirs better. Okay. Because the problem with FGC is that you have those pillars of the community, and unfortunately, reputation is garnered by how well you push buttons. And if you push buttons good, and you're still a draw, that's going to go a long way for you. And then meanwhile, you also have where, unfortunately, the more seedy side of the FGC is where women still feel attacked and marginalized and that is not okay in a 2021 mm-hmm. where that sort of behavior is still rampant we're st- we're seeing seeds of that right now with the um hashtag twitch do better i don't, I don't know if you've been uh, following i have not i'll i'll have to educate myself on this it's yeah yeah twitch do better effectively so long story short there are bots that are generated that will attack dominantly women and minority streamers and these bots will throw out variations of a word that normally would be blocked 
but because it is not the exact spelling of the word in mm-hmm. English, and bots are able to generate far more than a human can comprehend, and so it has become effectively a hate raid, I think is what they're coining it as. Yeah, and just completely spamming any kind of real yep. interaction. Mm-hmm. That's f***ed. It's, it's not a great look. And so that is unfortunately... I mean, it's not, it's not a predominantly FGC thing, but the, the accusations and the people that have gone come forward, the handling has been handled a lot better in pro wrestling because in the UK you have actual legislation that passed as a result of it and not nearly as much progress with fighting games no so yeah I'll have to read up on that I'm not I'm not aware of any of that yeah um hashtag twitch do better is okay. uh is is quite the uh quite the read update to this story on September 1st creators and viewers boycotted the platform for the hashtag a day off twitch movement in response to the hate raids targeted towards marginalized streamers on the platform this movement gained widespread national coverage reaching sites like forbes and cnn twitch's initial response following hashtag a day off twitch was to send out an email highlighting the tools available for streamers to prevent hate raids the email apologized for a lack of detail saying quote the more information we offer about what we're doing to stop it the easier it becomes for them to navigate around these steps this response of millions of lost views for that day was met with criticism and droves of streamers moving their operation to YouTube as a direct result. As of this recording, no word on whether any further actions will be taken from the purple brand to urge safety as a priority. What's even more messed up about that is, um, I think one of the last Vice documentaries about the fighting game community, there's, there's a complete segment on exactly what I alluded to with them not too long ago. So Vice has a, has a couple of good things on like how the scene was, what's currently going on with it right now. There's a particular documentary from a, I think he's from Buffalo, New York. And he's working on a master cut of his particular documentary on like, so what's kind of been happening, and again, we're derailing a little bit, but that's okay. We'll center it back to wrestling in a second. Hey, drill um, for something important. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so basically what's happened is, you know of Street Fighter Five, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how... Very early in the development of that game, it was really trying to go the esports route to the point where there were a couple of key events like Evo that were broadcast on ESPN. Okay. So there were some good signs there for growth. However, the esports route came at the cost of grassroots FGC establishments. It kind of became like an adapter parish sort of thing whereas like because they were not getting because the your local ma and pa fighting game hangout places you know it's like uh um we used to have a place up in linwood called game clucks that used to be like the breeding ground for street fighter 4 players okay and, and that's no longer around gameworks then became a predominant fighting game hosting event and attendance, especially for their, there's, there's a once a year event up there called Northwest Majors and attendance for that slowly declined. Okay. Uh, 
So there's a lot of things that have been happening with the way that fighting game scenes were is not the way they need to operate now. And you arguably the best success story is also a come out of nowhere success story in wrestling. And that being Jabali of community event Orlando and a little event called fighter fest. Oh, okay. So remember the scrawny dude that yeah. the scrawny dude that had the rivalry with Nakazawa. I'm that, not. I'm not too, not too uh, clear on that one now. Okay. So <laughs> so in the first so in the first fighter fest before AEW started doing shows on TNT. Yeah, I don't believe the, I saw that one. Okay, so it was there was a clip of Alex Jabali. He is quite the character, quite a revered character in the fighting game community. To the point where he is a playable character in a game called Dive Kick, where every round that he wins, his head gets bigger, so it becomes a bigger hitbox. Okay, that's tight. Yeah, pretty, uh, that's sick decent, concept. It's some, some pretty decent shade. So he's a character. There's even a, there's even a meme term coined by him called Jebated. <laughs> okay. So he's a character in, in the fighting game scene. And slowly but surely, he was incorporating pro wrestling into his fighting game event. I think a couple of rounds of like Kenny Omega versus Xavier Woods in Street Fighter Dope. was a result of that partnership. And then what happened was very early on, they had a cross New Japan show where one evening of that weekend-long event was dedicated to having a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. And then the following year, that became Fighter Fest. And the oh, first one, okay. Yeah, and so the first one from there was... I'm trying to remember... Was that... Yes! Okay, so I think the first Fighter Fest was the one... You may have seen the clip of this, at least, where the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega come out as Street Fighter characters. Yeah, 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 I've seen that one, yeah. Yep, and Justin Roberts does the round one, fight! That was from the first Fighter Fest. And the opening of that was the owner of CEO versus Nakazawa in a match. Sick. Find yeah. that and link me to it. I want to yes. see that. Yes, <laughs> I, uh, I will do my best. I know that uh, <laughs> when I watched it, it was on Fight TV. So it might, okay. be, a little bit, right. so it might be a little bit harder to find because of partnerships and all that yeah, stuff kind of changing yeah. but uh but yeah look out for the original fighter fest i'll i'll see if i can find it at some point that match is available on aew fighter fest buy-in 2019 on the official all elite wrestling youtube channel there's so many parallels between the fighting game community and pro wrestling some for the better some for the worse they're both growing in different ways but i would argue you know i'm I basically, because of some of the garbage that is associated with the stigma against the FGC and esports in general, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fully commit to this whole pro wrestling thing because, again, when I stepped through the ropes for the first time to get my taste of training, I stepped through the ropes for the first time when I was 34 years old. I'm yeah. 36 now. That feeling has not gone away, 
because mm-hmm. of so many people in this scene that inspire me to be a better person. And I will tell you, the biggest rub that I feel I got from rock and wrestling came from two people. Chris Ross and Jordan Oasis. You talk yeah. about people that give back to the business. I can't think of two better candidates that have done as much as they have, especially in a pandemic era of pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ross up at, up at Dragonplex. I do a lot of good there. I train up there with them quite a bit. How's yeah, that been going for you? Great, dude. It's been going good. Uh, just whenever I, I, I feel like I need to get back in the ring, sure. I'll go and have a, have a session up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, they got a good operation there. A lot of young dudes there who are going to come out soon and who are going to do very well. I'm telling I'm so you, scene's, scene's growing. Scene, scene is, is growing. Gr- scene is growing. Like the last scuttlebutt, we had a debut that happened. Cubby took on... My dude, name. Tony. It was Tony. Tornado Tony, is that what, what they called Torn- him? Tornado Tony, that was exactly what it was. And yeah, Cubby, yeah. Uh, Cubby uh, helped him out, but I mean, Tornado Tony, he he shined like a diamond. He's he's yeah. got, he's, he's working he's got really potential. hard, yeah. He, he's got potential. I, mm-hmm. I like that Tony kid. Yeah, and before that, there was uh, not his wrestling debut, but his scuttlebutt debut, my dude Chris Brady. He trains up there with us at... Dragonplex as well. He's, God, that Chris Brady, he's he incredible. Is, yeah, dude, that guy kills it. He has a great mind for wrestling. He puts in the work. Yeah, and he's got such a look. Yeah, uh huh. He looks like someone you want to watch, right? And he, <laughs> he does. He, he knows how to use that. Mm-hmm. I will. T- I will <laughs> tell you again. Sometimes it goes back to fighting games as well. I will tell you. I had fun getting to know everybody. First of all, love Ziggy Dice. Ziggy Dice was such mm. an incredible performer. Amazing. Uh, he had socks at the merch table, which I was like, that's brilliant because everybody needs socks. So that was the first thing that I did was I bought socks from Ziggy Dice. And what pro wrestler sells socks? So you're like, <laughs> I'm buying a pro wrestler's socks. Let me do that. I don't have any. I got 85 shirts in the closet. <laughs> and it, right? And, uh, and it wasn't until I got home. I put up a I put up the, a short little Twitter video about my reaction when I was like, yeah, I got these socks. These are all great. I turn them over, and it has that hand motion that you make when uh, when you point out that they're looking at you. What have I got? <laughs> On the socks, and I'm like, damn it, Ziggy. <laughs> uh, he got me. He got me good. That outlandish Ziggy Dice. But the other one that I was really... I think really- they just... Sorry to interrupt. I think they just grew in value for me uh, <laughs> at that... That that makes it for me. You probably should have paid him a little more money and gave him a tip for that one. I Hit him up on the Venmo, like, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would have loved to have uh, been offered a tip option, but uh, here's the thing. I've already I've already uh, um, I've already uh, confirmed ah. that uh, once uh, once these wear down, I'm gonna go immediately to his shop and order like a six pair because those socks are just that good there you um, go there you go i'm, I'm gonna pay it for when i can also just plug the socks whenever i can but the other dude that i was really ecstatic to talk with besides ashton star who is 
just absolutely a star. It loved the Seattle scene. I love how how warm and he was receptive he was to that. But that Rashad. Yeah, Rashad Tyson. Ha- hashtag real talk. Hashtag real talk. The TikTok guru. The perennial TikTok millennial. Guru. Yeah. Perennial <laughs> millennial. Yep. Number one, you'll appreciate this since you brought up the TikTok guru. Before the show even started, Rashad and Z-Man, bless his heart, were doing dual simul recording back-to-back of their own <laughs> respective TikTok videos. Beautiful. It's, it's, it's pretty beautiful. Bringing us the, together. Bring, Look at that. Wrestling brings us together. <laughs> brings generations alike together. I still can't figure out TikTok, but... Uh, I need to catch up with the times at some point. I was just about to say you're gonna catch me on there soon. I need to, I need to, to do what the kids are doing. You're right. Stay relevant. Stay staying, fresh out here. Staying relevant, <laughs> diversifying your revenue. Take those TikToks and then also put that up on YouTube Shorts because that's what uh, I'm saying. The, like the you money... got the Bash Bros out here twerking on TikTok. I can do something here too. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> put the work out there. But uh, that Rashad though. The thing that I took away the most out of that, besides just being a great rising star talent, was we had a moment where we nerded out about Street Fighter. And he was like, I need you to catch me up on more of this Capcom stuff. And I'm like, man, I got you. Anytime <laughs> you want to talk, I got you. And uh, I've already I've already planted the seed with Matt of the Flex Network that... I would love to do, if Scuttlebutt Tap Room will allow it, I would love to do, like, a pseudo mini-CEO, maybe have, like, some random fighting game invitational with a small handful of people, you know, maybe do a, maybe have, like, a, a limited uh, local wrestler tournament. I think that might be fun. That would be really um, cool. Yeah. 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 A little you spot know, show, connect a, connect a few things there. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Why not? It's a great time to innovate, uh, especially in such a, a growing business right now. So why not? Yeah, and Absolutely. in a time where it's like anyone will go see anything, you know, <laughs> everyone just wants to go be entertained. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you'll always have that extra little crowd of yeah. people who just want to do something. And the Scuttlebutt venue is such a unique venue, too. There's no other yeah, place that has that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you hear tap room, you're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna go into a little bar. It's like, oh no, this is a real cool, real cool little spot. Yeah, yep, I yep. like it. It's like see over there in the corner. That's the Street Fighter Two barrel bonus stage. <laughs> just it's it has such a character and it has a charm to it, and there's definitely some untapped potential. I, I can't wait to see what is going to come of that. But uh, man, like like I said, it's it's come a long way and. Going back to you mentioning Dragonplex, and that is, that's actually honestly one of my next goals is trying to save up enough. You know, maybe I need to sell some stuff to get there, but I want to eventually relocate up to Everett so that way I can get some more training. Because as much as it's been convenient enough being out in T Town, there's nothing left for me in T Town, quite frankly. Um, yeah, you're I, out in Tacoma? I, I am out in Tacoma. Shout out Tacoma. That's where I grew yeah. up. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that uh, surprised me as well, which uh, actually perfect time to segue into it, because you and I got acquainted 
during SOS Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yep. First of all, talk about your experience with working with the crew, and where did the concept of SOS Pro Wrestling come up? Um, I wasn't in on the ground floor of the concept making, so I'm not okay. too sure how they came up with, with that. I'm pretty sure okay. it was a, we want to wrestle, and we want to record, and we want to, you know, just get back into this and do what we can in the pandemic era type thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just hit me up, and they are like, hey, we got this thing happening here uh-huh if you would like to show up i came in the last episode of the first season That's and right. that was my first match back after my arm injury oh, okay so i had a match with pitfall it was super cool with me you know being a little a little weary about <laughs> about hurting Him myself having again. possession yeah. of the holy grail yeah yeah he had my shit, bro um <laughs> He still got my shit. That's not my shit anymore. I don't care. He can have it. Um, yeah, that was fun. I really felt like it gave me a chance to, like, I had never talked. I'd never really gotten a chance to do promos or, like, do much character work outside of sure. just me posting my own shit on Twitter, Instagram type things. Sure. And Except for th- this is a funny story. First promo I ever cut in front of a crowd was at. JC Jr.'s birthday bash at the beach at 321 <laughs> Battle. This was um a few weeks after I broke my arm, so I was still mid painkiller treatment. Oof. I get up there and I decided, you know, it's my first time out in a while. I was dumb, had had a couple beers as well. Don't uh, don't judge me, y'all. <laughs> so I get told, Hey man, we want you to do the introduction or whatever i'm like tight i'll do that i get up i have no clue what i said i don't know what happened i remember it happening and i'm never gonna watch that back because i'm just gonna tell myself you killed it bro you did a great (laughs) job out there they loved you you got over you got everyone in the ring with you over hell yeah that's not what happened i don't know what i said (laughs) i got a story out of it for all you know, it could have been like that Family Guy episode. The one where Peter and Lois were drinking and thought that they became better performers because yeah, of Yeah, they're just out here with the killer acoustic guitar solos. Yup. They're just screaming. No. <laughs> yeah, I was just out there screaming. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Killer story out of it. Yeah, but SOS, yeah, it, it allowed me to do some good character work and have some oh. fun matches. Had a killer one with Drake Kwan, going back to that. That was a yeah. really fun one. Yeah, I love when you were doing the evasive, getting into the, the prayer positions, and then just dropping to your knees, and that and just ducking everything. Very classic Jackie Chan, drunken master sort of uh, art <laughs> deception, if you will. Um, love the comparison. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I had fun doing the, doing the Jesus character, for sure. I just, mm-hmm. like, I had to make the decision that it really wasn't doing much for me in the long run. It was like I was having fun, but if I want to take myself serious, I have to do something more than just I'm doing this funny gimmicky. Yeah. Which is chill if that's what you want to do and that's where your heart's at and that's where you want to go. But if you want to actually, you got to be into it. You know what I mean? Right. You really got to be, especially when I'm in a position where I can choose what I'm doing and I can Mm -hmm. decide who I am. And I don't have to be that. Right. 
why am I going to keep doing it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Because you're still fairly young in your career. Yeah. You still have plenty of mileage left, plenty of opportunities to represent yourself. And yeah, no, if it's it's not something that you're feeling, especially with certain gimmicks like that, especially of a religious nature, there's sort of a ceiling Mm -hmm. to it. Um, Yeah, I've had plenty of, uh, plenty of, you know, just hit the promoter up, whatever. Hey, I'd love to come out and help you out, whatever. And then you get the, we will have no use for someone of your character. We love what you do. You're good at it. The character, though, man. Or places I have worked saying, hey, you got any other ideas, man? Like, it's like, you know, so that, okay, I see where this is going. I need to find something else. I need to work on that. And that's perfectly fine. You, Mm -hmm. You gotta do what is going to do best for you. And if that ain't going to help me progress, then so be it. Exactly. And also, I'm just going to, I'm going to get real right here. Here's a little shoot. Okay. I don't, how am I putting this? I would like to be in a position now where every single idea that's given to me, either by, I wouldn't say every single, but the majority of ideas given to me by a promoter or an opponent or something like that, is comedy is is mm. hey we can do this and use your gimmick to make people laugh that's cool let's do one thing like that but i got another idea but i got another so by the end of it they want to put together an entire comedy match which for them this is a one-off they're like hey i'm gonna do this one comedy match but mm-hmm. when you're coming to me for it i want to have a cool match too i want to i want to show what i can do instead of let's put a hundred gimmick spots together brights and even in that not be able to tell a great story because we're doing gimmick stuff right i can definitely tell with seem like it got under your skin after a while because i it's i'm not calling the character or your talent a joke but the perception <clears throat> would be Hundred percent. This is the joke character. We do the jokey joke things, but now is the time where Zebediah Zaint needs to be serious. Yeah, yeah. Or hey, we have this serious match here and another serious. Let's put Jesus Junior in the middle of that to have a little bit of a, a refresher, mm-hmm. which also comes off as this is the break. Go to the merch, get yourself a beer match. Yep. Like yep. That you're gonna stay and watch me. Right. That's where we're at now. So, no, like, no heat with anybody. I love everywhere I've worked for. I love all the people. But, like, I'm not 100% the comedy guy. I can do it. You've seen it. But don't give me every idea for that. Let's let's go beyond that. Sure. Sure. And I've I've been, I've had good faith that we're, that I'm moving in the right direction for that. Sure. Conversations I've had. Have you felt underestimated? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't really just been with the gimmicky sh- Like, I haven't given sure. people a reason to estimate me more than what I've shown them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just got to do it. Sure. I, I'm the, But in the end, I'm the one putting together the match as well. So I'm, sure. not, I'm not faultless. Mm-hmm. I just have to be conscious of it moving forward and make sure that 
I'm not underestimated and leave no doubt and show what I can do. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. So that's where we're at now. I respect that. I I 100% understand that. So what do you feel is the future of the Zebediah Saint? Uh, I'm putting that together. I'm still, like I said, I'm still in the middle of okay. the, like, my little mental health break. Uh, um, and part of that is also, I have time now to put together a new character. And sure. I have time to dwell on that. And I have time to come out with something that I like. So what the future is, as far as how it's going to look, how it's going to sound, how it's going to present itself. I'm not 100% sure on that. I have ideas. I have things written down. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. Sure, sure. Not I'm not ready to uh, debut those yet. Not ready to debut anything yet, though. Yeah. Okay. But okay. it's. I'm hoping for something different. Sure. Do it's you, gonna do be. You, yeah. Do you see this as a re-debut, or do you see this as a return? A return. Okay. Definitely a return. I don't think. I don't think I'm going to be gone long enough for me to really be like, oh, he's re-debuting. He's. Okay. Gone for two, three years type thing. It's I wouldn't be able to do that. Shit. Okay. <laughs> that okay. would be the real that because the whole thing is my mental health and and, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Getting better with a, a lot of shit that I've been struggling with and haven't been able to put the time in because I'm focused too much on the anxieties that come from wrestling that I can't yes go to the anxieties that come from real life and work and family and just fucking bullshit of the world. So like. Since it's a mental health thing, I wouldn't be able to stay away that long. That would become the mental health challenge. It's good for me to be in it, but in this moment, there's other things sure. that have to be done. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, you have to. So yeah, have it ain't going to be a re-debut. It's going to be a return. It ain't going to be that long. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like that answer. It isn't going to be long. Mm-hmm. I personally will look forward to whatever this new form will be and thank you brother thank you yeah and just know that in whatever capacity that i can help i got you i might take you up on that i appreciate that bro (laughs) absolutely oh yeah yeah let's uh was there uh any other nuggets of knowledge or words of wisdom that you wanted to divulge with us before we start to wrap this up um i don't think at this point where I'm at right now, I'm in much of a place to divulge knowledge and wisdom. I'm more so in the point of my life where I would like to take in that knowledge and wisdom okay. and not think that I know enough to tell people. Sh- I know a little, you know, I, I know sure. a little bit here and there. I know what I know, but I'm not sure. going to tell people what, what to do with their lives. Keep each other safe. Exactly. Keep yourself safe. Keep your mental health uh, at the forefront. And if you don't, Please keep that in mind because it's difficult in the world we're in to be keep it at the forefront just because you got to deal with other shit. and if 100%. you don't deal with the other shit, then it's going to be more later down the line so i mean if i can say anything just take care of yourself that's, but that's, that's not even just knowledge or wisdom that's like you got to do it yeah yeah, yeah it's take care of yourself be good to yourself be kind to yourself do no harm to others in the mm-hmm. process 100 um, percent. and also uh, if you feel like you don't have the capacity to do that seek help find someone who can help you with that that's something i struggle with is 
asking people for anything, the smallest of <laughs> But, uh, yeah, help people. People want to help. Yeah. And, yeah. and it can be really scary given what the uh, the media presents on a day-to-day basis. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just we all have had to put up our barriers because if you try to let the burdens of the world consume you, it eventually will. And it will. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I go through my struggles every so often as well. And it's just needing to take that moment to just turn everything off, to give yourself a moment mm-hmm. to breathe. It can be just so therapeutic to give yourself permission to just do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I struggle going both ways with that. Because sometimes I, I'm like, you can do nothing and that's all I do. That's all I do, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. take care of yourself. Exactly. I have have a lot of people who help me i have a partner who i love to death she's amazing she helps me out and she was one of the reasons why i decided i needed to take a break because she was like you're like stressing yourself with this mm-hmm. constantly you can't do anything about what's going on in your wrestling career 24 7 you're stressing about it 24 7 though take a break i'm like yeah yeah That's good. yeah so yeah no that's that's wonderful to have that uh to have that support net because i definitely know i'd say more than a handful of people that i wish that they had a more stable support net yeah network or you know and and that's the thing i'm not the most privy to to everyone's personal information it's not my place to but Mm. the perception definitely is that there's some people that are more resistant to any assistance than others and <clears throat> i and i just want well for the good people that do good or want to do good or even just the ones that struggle to have a baseline day cuz sometimes we don't, <clears throat> we don't want to have a good day we don't want to have a terrible day we just want to have a baseline of get being through okay. it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, mental health is absolutely important. You do what you need to do for you. And it sounds like you are certainly in the right direction and you have all the support in the world, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, so like when I, I made like the announcement, I'm dropping Jesus junior character. I made a whole video of it and I spoke in that of, how I'm having mental health issues and this is kind of the reason why I am taking time mm-hmm. and that got so much more even just people who watched it than I would have thought and I had so many more people who gave me well wishes or keep your head up brother just hearts in the comments mm-hmm. anything you know what I mean and that's sure. even that was kind of just like all right there's you can you can Tell yourself you don't have anybody, but you're lying to yourself. And I, I've shamelessly, I've gone back and looked at that a few times. Just like, yeah, okay. There's yeah. Pe- there's people you can talk to. Yeah, perspective yeah. is an amazing thing because it's so easy to get locked into your own self and be like, there's nobody that will actually notice when you interact with enough people 
especially in the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene, there's going to be people that will notice, you know, it's like, I, mm. I, I would definitely be foolish to say that I don't have a certain, and I use the term fan base extremely loosely in this matter because I don't want it to seem like it's for the sake of clout. But there are yeah. people that will, there are people that will hang on to your every word. And I mean that in mm. the absolute best way possible. Yeah, yeah, who will see it as something important where you're just like, I'm just saying something here. Yeah, because you know, authenticity is, authenticity comes a long way. It goes a long way with a lot of people when you are just real enough to say the thing and they know that it is you being you. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So... Let's go ahead and start to wrap this up. And we're going to do a couple of things here. So firstly, I did this with Nick. And I think for the wrestlers that come onto the show, I think this is a good sort of kind of getting a broader perspective on views of the wrestling scene. Okay. It's a little word association. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put out a name. Okay. And whatever word comes to your mind. And you you are free to skip or pass if you want to. Okay. I am not, not going to put any pressure on you. All right. I okay. might drop some heat here, brother, brother. <laughs> Don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> I'm going to shoot myself into a work, back into a shoot, and then I'm, someone's going to shoot me and I ain't going to I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> Oof. All right. Uh, let's do it. Let's yeah, go. Bro. You're good. You're good, man. It's... uh. <laughs> whatever comes to your mind we're just gonna roll with it if you don't like it you can pass that's fine all right let's do it all right nick redford cool dude poet <laughs> he's, a, he's a cool dude and a poet those are definitely words that would uh, describe him. pokemon card openings Pokemon. This man keeps me up to date on, on the Pokemon happenings on Twitter. He does that. <laughs> he does that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jack the Ripper. He dove onto me and it hurt. <laughs> Big man can fly. Big man is Big strong. Big man did fly. He made Migs fly, he made himself fly, and it didn't feel good. Dude, I will say, at the uh, Scuttlebutt 2 in your taproom show, there were a lot of good candidates for Match of the Night, but my 1A and 1B, I mentioned Rebel Kell and Ashen Star mm -hmm. as my 1A. My 1B was Drake Kwan versus Jack Stevens, because they freaking beat each other up and it was fun to watch that's great it i'll was, have to watch that when i see it i have unfortunately missed that show but yeah yeah it was i it was, it was the big old hoss battle yes big big old <laughs> big old hoss battle it was it was great speaking of hoss battle drake Kwan. terrifying he is that he is terrifying absolutely. terrifying man terrifying man the thing I also loved was at the conclusion of that, I was seated next to a mother and her probably five, six-year-old son. And they were, since it's a very small room, 
their voices kind of carried, and there were uh, more than a handful of occasions where there were things that the wrestlers noticed that they said. See also when Ziggy Dice versus Steve Miggs. And the kid was... it. The only way that I could describe it is that Steve Miggs was offended that the kid wasn't a fan of his. I thought you were my fan! (laughs) And the kid's like, oh, but it's like, I like you, but I like him. It's like, okay, so you're going to cheer for me next time? Okay, okay. And um, (laughs) ever the consummate professionals, those two, I absolutely, you know it's a good match when your cheeks are hurting at the end of the match. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Steve will do that. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, Steve Miggs. Um, awesome. I had one of my first, one of my most memorable matches and one of my first matches as Team Miggs at the Showbox. And oh, that's cool. That's that was, yeah, that was a great memory. Before he turned into an asshole and got a, a blue check mark over his shoulder <laughs> and started yelling at kids. But he is, he is arguably the best dude to ever yell at kids. He is, yeah. <laughs> uh, kids need to be yelled at every so often, but, like, I don't want to see you doing it, bro. Uh, I, I get It's so fun con- seeing him get punched in the gut by the children, though. That's always nice. <laughs> I get so conflicted because at the SOS shoot, I was in attendance for... Oh my goodness! Why am I blanking on his name? It was because, it was because I remember his, his not-tag-team wrestler, Steve. Cole Crazy? Cole Crazy, that's the one. I do Cole Crazy. Yeah, Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole Crazy versus Steve Miggs. And because it was... The Steve Mask. The Steve Mask, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because it was my first exposure back into wrestling, was being involved as a uh, top coffee supporter cameo, I did not want to boo Miggs until the very end of the match. <laughs> I just, there's some days because the dude gives so much to so many people. Yeah. You can't, you can't hate that. You can't. You can boo him when he is out there, but like, you can't hate the dude. If you do, you're wrong. (laughs) Cody Chung. Classic. I'm really just throwing out people's like fucking <laughs> gimmick names and sh- sure, <laughs> sure. No, he's that dude is he's smooth as f- like that's someone you can watch and be like, I see his footwork here. He did three steps where other someone else would have done six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's a few things I've he does that I've, I've picked up and learned from. Just ever the consummate professional and like so smooth and fluid the way that he maneuvers in the ring mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible to watch like yeah it's like a stealthy panther <laughs> you know how just like Cody the he... stealthy panther panther Co- chun <laughs> stealthy Cody Chung there you go Danica Delarouge Danica's awesome I love Danica she's amazing uh I was going to say this just a second ago for Cody, and this applies as well to Danica, going sure. places. Yes. Like, they are, they're, they're both people who you're going to see for years to come in multiple different places, and I have 
zero doubt that both of them are going to be signed like quickly. Danica's yeah. awesome. She's cool. Yeah. Like I, I was very surprised that Cody Chung didn't sign with AEW after his dark matches. I, I don't see that being a thing that even, but I don't know the case, obviously. I sure, think he could sure. always make it back. He's good enough. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. The uh, career isn't straight line. You don't pass by something and then it's gone forever. Correct. This is wrestling. You can show up anywhere at any time. Anything That's can happen, dude. A hundred percent. I mean, it was uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. just recently re-signed with WWE after 10 years. So mm-hmm. literally yeah. anything can happen. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. And also, I like... Anyone listening, like, oh, he's just putting everyone over. He's a fucking mark. Of course I'm putting everyone over because everyone's fucking great. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And I just want to be positive. Yeah, y'all. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, no, respect recognizes respect. And, you know, there's, Straight too up, much, yeah. there's too much negativity in the world, man. It's like everybody has their two cents about something. But you know what? Mm. It's, the important thing is I think the people, especially in the Pacific Northwest scene, because that's the one that is most relevant to us. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's many other communities that do the same thing. I think there's enough people in the industry that are able to leave their pride at the door and allow others to shine. And we definitely need more light in the world. Yeah. hundred percent. Jordan Oasis. Again, going places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That dude's awesome. That was immediately what I thought when you said that about Danica, and I was like, talking about the two hardest working people in Pandemic Era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it's... showing up in, like, FSW and stuff. He's traveling. Him and Nick Wayne putting in work down in Vegas and shit. Gosh, yeah. Right? So good. Seeing them pop up a lot. Mm-hmm. Love to work with him. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely a goal of mine as well but that would be way into the future i have i'll go i'll go ahead and refresh this why not i mentioned when i had flex matt on the podcast Mm -hmm. i have a very small bucket list for when i start putting the work in to do matches and that is actually i'll get to that in just a moment because i don't want to give away some of the things that are on my list yeah, keep it close let's, to the chest. Let's, let's uh, it's out there if you know where to look. But uh, we'll grind we'll quietly, s- bro. <laughs> we'll, we'll, that's exactly right. Again, my best friend in the entire world is the hardest worker that I know, and she has no social media presence whatsoever. What does that tell you? Exactly. So Yoni, yeah. Mm-hmm. Young Strife. <laughs> my f- dude, Young Strife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoop whoop, Juggalo gang killing it out here. Uh, no, he's he's tight. Yeah, I've always loved that dude. We've always got along. That's fantastic to hear. I love my matches with him. Just like he's one of those dudes where like I know he's gonna hit me harder. I'm gonna hit him harder, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna hug each other when we get to the back because we just there beat you. the shit out of each other. There you go. There you go. Yeah, my dude. I'll tell you this one right now. That's who I want to have my debut against. Yeah, that it would be a good one. Yeah. He's a he's a good one to walk someone through for sure. He'd get you through your first match. That's that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Rebel Kell. Rebel Kell is I don't know how she's not signed. <laughs> I straight up don't know how she's not signed. Someone is just out of their mind. 
yeah, she's... When talking about all this, all these just names you've brought up, mm-hmm. I don't know how we're not going to have people all over the United States, all over TV, all over Japan. Give it time. With all these people. Just like, give it time. it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rebel Kel is... She's ridiculously good. Pretty, pretty good. Shane Strickland. Shane Strickland. I need to watch more. I haven't watched too much WWE TV. Okay. I've seen a lot of hit rows like online. I watched some of the promos. She's killing it promos. I need to watch some of their matches. Yeah. That dude's yeah. put his body through so f-ing much for wrestling. Mm-hmm. That dude's back is up that's yeah yeah that dude is an inspiration for just putting your heart into it yep yeah i need to watch more of his more of his actual stuff i haven't seen too much of it that's that's very fair i have uh gone on record to say that uh if there was no swerve there would never be a soul high praise i will i will tell you that right now that man yeah something in me during my first show to five four there was magic that happened that night i will be the first to amazing i love it yeah the bash bros the bash bros uh twerk gods out on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> dave the twerk turner and chris rump shaker ross <laughs> uh no nah, how is that tight. not a shirt right now it's gonna be i'm gonna pitch it to him give me 10 percent, bro um <laughs> no but they they're doing a lot for the scene right now. They're training a lot of young talent. They've helped me out a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Two more dudes you're going to be seeing around a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Formerly four minutes of heat, now midnight heat. The midnight heat. Those dudes are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to watch them as the midnight heat. I haven't seen any of their like championship wrestling shit. I haven't been able to get my eyes on that sure 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 but there yeah those dudes are so good mm-hmm. yeah hilarious they're good guys i i can confirm the the few times i've mingled with them at a, intermissions at defy shows great guys great guys yeah there's been um a few times they've come all the way up from oregon to help out at dragonplex which mm-hmm. everett isn't close to the southern border of no, washington at all Mm-mm. so they're traveling up there just to spend three, four hours training a bunch of young kids, and that's amazing to me. And that's during pandemic when there was no show for them to go to. Yep. They just came to help some people out. Yep. Talking about some road warriors, the Voros twins. <laughs> Yo, bro. No, nah, they're tight. They're, they're going, yeah, they're going to be signed. Yeah. I figured the moment that they were mentioned on Talk is Jericho when Jericho was interviewing Aubrey. I didn't know I, that. That's cool. Yeah, I caught uh it was uh oh it was prop probably almost a year ago now, but uh one of the at least the first time that Aubrey was invited to Talk is Jericho mentioned the Voros twins. Jericho said, Oh yeah, look those Muppet guys. Yes, right off the top of his head knew it. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. So Amazing. They're, they're they're getting they're getting noticed. So it, mm-hmm. it will only be a matter of time for them. The American Guns. 
the American Guns. Mike Santiago's Tacoma Strong Style shirt's one of my favorites. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah, uh, Ethan HD's dope. He's taught me a lot. I used to train up at the, uh, he used to be one of the trainers at 321. He helped me with a lot of the like. That's cool. My sh- getting into like my, my first matches. Yeah. I need to go, go say what's up at Destiny City down there. Yeah. I'm sure he would love to see you. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Cool, dude. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Finally. Sorry. No, there's a couple more off the top of my head I need to do. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the Devil, Derek Drexel. Oh. That guy beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> he hurts. He hurts. Choked me out with a with a with a plastic bag. That was dope. Ooh. He's fun to Yeah, I think the uh I think the first Scuttlebutt shows up on YouTube now. You can go check that out. We had a hardcore match in there. He killed off Jesus Jr. I'll forever right. be grateful that I was able to have him do that and he was when I pitched the idea, he was like, Let's do it. Let's fucking Go kill the character off. I love it. He um, he definitely comes across as a very giving guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's been doing it forever, and he he's oh yeah. That's what so I got from. He led me through that very well. My first hardcore matcher. You oh, know. That's so cool. That's so cool. He gave me a little uh a little and hit me harder, and I was like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, a little nonverbal out there. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Pick up on it. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine. Rhea Von Slasher. I don't think I've ever seen her. Okay. I will have to, I've I've seen the name. I don't think I've ever watched her work. She's mean. She's scary. Is she? Okay. But she's, but, but she's nice. She's, 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 she's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, wink, she's nice. Wink, But yeah. also, she's very mean. Desi Dorada. Strongest. She's yeah, awesome. She mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to have a match with her. That'd be a good one. And speaking yeah, of she... intergender wrestling, if you put mm-hmm. me in a ring with her and you say, oh, she can't beat his ass, you're lying to yourself. She would, she'd whoop my ass. What are you talking about? Yeah, she has an <laughs> MMA background. Come on now. Yeah, straight up. Just, yeah. Um, On the opposite end of that coin, Jeff Cobb. Oh, I wish I was able to catch more New Japan to see the stuff that he's been doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I actually still have hanging from the rearview mirror of my car a lay that we threw out to him at three to one battle. Oh, that's when cool. they had like a bunch of us helping out security to like throw him in or whatever, and uh, yeah. Still have one from that hanging from my, my rear view mirror. My first micro brawler that I ever purchased was a Jeff Cobb one. Tight. Yeah. That man's he's, not micro at all. That's a huge human being. He's, he is a huge <laughs> human being. But again, also, one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet, Wink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Caden mm-hmm. Cassidy. Caden's awesome. Caden's really cool. Yeah, I... uh. Uh, I had a little mo. We had a match. Him and I. He's actually the person who I've been in the ring with the most. I've been in the well, ring with cool. him uh, two five ways, and we had a singles match. 
So out of anyone, yeah, yeah. So we had a singles match, and the end of it, he gives me a big old line, line to the back, one, two, three. But a little bit before that, he gave me a senton, which after that, I was stomach rumbling. I was about to puke this whole time. Afterwards, the one, two, three, I rolled my ass out and ran to the back and puked right when I got there. I was f***ed up. So everyone else was like, what is he, is Zeb mad? Why is he rolling out? Why is it, that's disrespectful, which I could see that. Obviously, you get right up after your opponent beats you, you don't sell their shit. That's, you know, but Caden was just like, you good, bro? Like, like you all right? I didn't, I didn't fuck you up. He saw me like puking back there and shit. And then like, I hit him up about it later. Like, yo, I heard, you know, people talking about this rumors or whatever. And he was like, nah, I don't got I don't think that way it up way at all. Also, You're a tough also, dude, bro. Like also, canvas is expensive. Yeah, I don't want to throw up on on someone's mat mm-hmm. or in front of a bunch of people. I don't want to see him doing doing that. That's gonna be like however many people in that crowd. That's what they're gonna think of me from now on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, bro. The next show, just lean to their buddy. Like, hey, I saw that dude puke in the ring last time. Yeah, it's he's gonna like, do it again. It's <laughs> like, especially if it was their first show, they're not gonna believe kayfabe is a thing after that. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, I love Caden. It's great. Also, side note, when Nick Radford was presented with Caden Cassidy, his word, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finally, Zebediah Saint. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> don't put me in this position to speak of myself about myself. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Damn, man. Um, stumped me. Zebediah Saint, the character. Cool. I need to do more. I need to work harder. Zeb, the person. I need to work harder <laughs> on different things. Yeah. So, to be determined. TBD. TBD for the answer for Zebedee. That's very fair. That's very fair, especially since, you know, again, I think a lot of us are kind of going through a crossroads right now, and it seems like, uh, you know, you are definitely in in, in the right state of mind to handle what you need to do for you, and that is commendable in and of itself, so... Thank you, thank you. Yeah, of course, so... So as is tradition for any first-time guests that we have on the Renegade Roundup, we conclude every hearing with a... I, I say hearing like it's a legal procedure. You are headed <laughs> into the court of the Renegade Roundup. Man, I don't have a good history with trials. You don't need to... <laughs> no, nah, I'm around. I've uh, got a, I, I've got a I, record, uh... guys. Don't look me up. <laughs> no, no, but it's oh, uh, how many trials has there been on Twitter nowadays? There's been uh, they're Shug popping is, up all the time now. Sugar's making a killing off of those. P- man, people are are getting tried for their sins and their errors. Mm-hmm. And you love to see it. <laughs> oh, it's 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 great. It's great. But uh, but yes. Uh, so as is uh, tradition, we utilize the formula perfected by inside the actor's studio hosted by the late great james lipton rest in peace and 
For those that don't know, it was uh, probably the best show that AMC ever had on their network. It was a panel. Um, sorry, not a panel. Panel is not the word I'm looking for. It was an interview segment that was held at the Michael Schimmel Center of the Arts at Pace University's New York City campus. And what would happen is that wonderful man, James Lipton, would have uh, actors and especially people with uh, performance arts backgrounds. People like Johnny Depp, Robin Williams, I believe Samuel L. Jackson was a, a guest at one point. Um, I'm just looking at the list right now. Looks like uh, Will Ferrell was part of it at one point. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of esteemed personalities. Angelina Jolie was on there. Wow. Uh, a lot of esteemed personalities would go on the show to just talk about their lives and their career. And James Lipton would have 10 questions that he would ask every guest at the conclusion of the show. I'm going to probably repurpose and omit a couple here and there, but the formula is going to be mostly the same. Whatever your first impression is, again, no pressure at all, but it is, uh, not exactly word association, but uh, the shorter answers, the better. We can certainly elaborate on those answers if you so okay. wish. So, uh, Mr. Zebediah Saint, are you ready? Let's do it. Inside All the right. Gimmick Studio. That's <laughs> Inside the Gimmick Studio. I love it. That needs to be a segment. Amazing. <laughs> Z-Man, what is your favorite word? Not necessarily curse word, just favorite word. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Take a moment and ponder on that. Hmm. I don't have a favorite word. Who thinks of these things? Who has favorite words? Is that a thing? It's possibly a thing. There were enough people that were asked that question that they would eventually come up with one. Huh. Just first reaction. or Just let's, first... Let's, let's, let's go ahead and repurpose this. What is a word that makes you feel good? A word that makes me feel good. I hate how the first thing I thought was money. Holy shit, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, it does. Success, Success, I guess. Sure. And my elaboration on that will be not monetary success or career success, but you and yourself being able to find whatever success you need in your day-to-day. Sure. So I guess that, yeah. Yeah, That's a measure of success right there, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, once you reach those goals and those success arcs and those milestones that is a very good feeling to have so yeah absolutely i i totally can understand that on the opposite end of the coin what is your least favorite word (sighs) or to spin it another way what is a word that does not make you feel so great Hmm. rejection yeah. Yeah, rejection. Nobody likes to be rejected or, no. told, or told no. Yeah. It's, it's it has and it, it creates such, a, a, such an inadequate feeling like like what what yep. what why not, man? What do you mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 
yeah, rejection is, and and no matter if you're looking at it uh, from a professional level, from a personal level, whether it's in businesses or relationships of any kind, yeah, rejection in general, to be told, mm, but how about no? That's not that's not a good feeling to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next question. I'm going to phrase this in the way that it is originally worded. Okay. But if we need to get further clarification or reword it to have the gears spin a different way, that's perfectly fine, too. Fair. Z-Man, what turns you on? Hmm. Man. I don't know. I don't want to spin this in a sexual way. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, Anything specifically that gives you that feel-good feeling? Other people's success. That's a good one. Yeah. Or, yeah. or the people who I am closest to doing well. I think in a, in a sense of what keeps me going, I'll, 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 I'll phrase it that way for myself. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Building up other people. It's similar to, I mentioned a little bit earlier about how Sarah and I believe that, uh, the success of the pro wrestlers when they get called up and all that, that makes us feel good as well. So, mm-hmm. so I, I am a hundred percent on board with that. On the opposite end of that coin, what turns you off? Pieces of shit. The world has too many of them. Terrible no hesitation people. right there. No, dude, there's... Uh, yeah, we all deal with terrible people all the time. We do. We do. It's just all around. I've had to... Especially over the last year, a lot of people revealed themselves. I've had to tell off and cut off a bunch of family members or... Or, yeah. or just... Just like, you, yeah... Yeah, the, Just, this whole this whole pandemic era of stuff has really um, brought ugliness to the limelight, and we yeah. dealt with en- we we we've dealt with enough ugliness, and uh, I think a paradigm shift on focusing on more of the positive is absolutely what a lot of people need. Yeah, hundred percent. Z man, what noise or sound do you love? I was actually just talking about this at work today. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a, I work at a local cannabis farm and I'm the trim room manager. So we were just talking about today how it's like soothing to hear the trimmers or the, the shears clip the buds and clip the, the, the okay. leaves off them and stuff. Okay. Very therapeutic. I can see Especially when that. you're having it for hours straight and there's 10 people in the room doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, if you love what you do, then uh, the sounds that are generated from that, yeah, 100%, absolutely. Mm. I personally have a stigma with yard work just because of any of the places that my parents have lived at have always had large yards. So I may That fell on you. I mean, I was an only child, so of course it did. That was the only way that it got done is... 
I mean, that's what I'm there for, right? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Uh, on the opposite end of that coin, what is a noise or a sound that you hate? Um, cop sirens. I hate it. I hate it. The place I grew up was very heavily policed, and it's just, it's so much anxiety that comes with that. Oh, I hate it. You want to know what's interesting? Flex Matt had the exact same answer. Yeah? Yeah, for different reasons. It was more of the, just the imposing that nothing good ever comes from that sound or that display. Is that you have yeah. to... It's not like when the ice cream man rolls into town and you mm-hmm. hear that sound and you just perk up. No, you tense up whenever you hear sirens or sea lights. Exactly. So, yeah, yep. so you're not the only one. For sure. You've mentioned a little bit about what you currently do for your day job. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. What profession? I'm trying to steer away from like anything like athletic. Sure. Just because I feel like that's kind of A, generic, and B, and like the sphere of wrestling. Sure. That's fair. Um. Hmm. Um. Painter. Okay. I was a house painter for a long time, but I think okay. artistic painter. Yeah. I think sure. it, if that could be a job, that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, that uh, <laughs> that reminds me. During the pandemic, I actually bought one of Sloane's paintings. I commissioned her to paint a Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, sick. Yeah, which as soon as I am out of my current apartment, because apartments have this weird thing where they don't like it when you put holes in your wall and try to make your place your own. So I'm going to hold off on that until the next place that I go to. But yeah, I have a... Yeah, why would you be allowed to be comfortable in your own home? Right, I know. The audacity. I only pay rent to live here. What more do you want? You want it to feel like a home? These peasants. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. (laughs) Bags of money clanking in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) On the other end of that coin, what profession would you not like to do? House painter. (laughs) <laughs> it's like i've done it i don't I do want that, yeah. to do it again <laughs> i was I out for like four years uh Ooh. zero growth in it unless you join the union which is a lifetime commitment uh, pretty much god i wasn't man. ready to do that sh- sure if there's stuff i haven't done i say just i don't i wouldn't like to go back into any kind of construction stuff i did that my entire younger days yeah, so okay. anything in the, that line, I'm, I'd like to find a way to not. Yeah, construction <laughs> seems like it's pretty rough, especially especially out here where the work is never really done because I-5. Yeah. Yep. Gosh. I-5 and the million cranes. I-5 and the million cranes. Oh, the Emerald Queen Casino will be renovated soon. It's That's only happened within the last less than a year, but that was an old wives' tale that my parents told me when I was a kid. Yeah. It's gonna be done, guys. And the freeway right there. And the freeway! Yeah. No. Uh, No. It's... It still blows my mind that 
on like the worst commutes stretches of i5 in uh, tacoma and seattle are still within the top 10 lists of worst commutes it's absolutely staggering that anything gets done on that yeah final question and this is especially ironic given the the gimmick that you laid to rest r.i.p if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Bitch, why you keep making fun of me? <laughs> I don't know you. You ain't my grandson. Dead that sh- um, um, Oh, I don't know. Do you, the person, Zebediah Saint, consider yourself a religious person? No. I grew up in a semi-religious family. Uh... My mom's still very Christian in her own way. She reads scripture all the time. My grandma is a terrible, hateful person because of it. And I have no qualm saying that. She knows what she is. <laughs> Isn't it so um, weird how the more people try to get you into religion, the less likely you are to be in it? Exactly. And that was going to be my point is it was so much put on to me that I was like, eh, I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. Just just I, to kind of, just to kind of give a small background, my dad is a conservative Protestant, originally from Eastern Washington on the edge of the Bible Belt. He's a retired fire lieutenant. His dad was the fire chief. Okay. Se- Second Amendment concealed carry. There's mm-hmm. no I don't talk to him right now. My birth mom is Catholic converted Protestant and Italian. Okay, so you grew up right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. There was so no getting I away. I know what you went through. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. My, uh, uh, uh-huh. This is a, a little funny one. My grandma considers me her biggest religious success story. She likes to use religion to change people and manipulate people. And she says this all the time that it worked when i was younger when she tried to make me pray the gay away she thought that i was gay when i was younger and did the whole you need to get this out of your system blah 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 and i'm like grandma no i'm not and b this is entirely fucked up why would you do this to someone let alone a 10 year old child so she still thinks that she converted me into a straight man through religion and i'm just like i can't imagine people who really are gay going through these things and someone's telling them this sh- that's f- mm-hmm. that's so bad mm-hmm. yeah it's so bad but that's that's a little bit of where where i was and all that and then sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah so for me not a religious person but i think i just like god to just be like you did all right. You're good enough. Just, you, you, you just come right. in here. For sure. Just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna send you, send you to hell. But I'm not gonna like, blow the horns when you're coming in. You know, just like, just, yeah, go kick it. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, concessions are in the fridge. Yeah, you got your little little apartment with some weed. You don't gotta work to, yeah, to yeah, just to pay for it. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, take what you want. Just don't pester the visitors. Yeah. You know, 
Just do your 100%. thing, kid. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. I like that. Yeah, just do your thing, kid. Doors just are do open. Th- just do your thing. Don't give Job a bad time, you know? <laughs> yeah. He had it rough enough. He had it rough enough. <laughs> uh, see, also, one of my favorite miniseries is the Wooly vs. God series, which uh, somebody took and animated a couple of specific pieces of knowledge from uh, the good book that uh, basically Wooly puts it into real terms on what actually happened. And yeah, Job's story is pretty messed up. Oh, just terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see how bad I can destroy this dude's life just to be like, he likes me just still. Just cause. Just cause. God is the original abusive boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> he really is like, I'm just gonna put this put Job through hell and he's gonna stay. I mean, he's had 2,000 years <laughs> of practice. Yep. Still doing it. And he still got it. It's, Way to uh, go, Gramps. People talk about Stockholm Syndrome with WWE. <laughs> Vince McMahon ain't got nothing on the original. No. Uh-uh. So. I mean, Vince did beat God, so there's that. Yeah! One of the weirdest angles yeah. for me personally is, uh, yeah, your tag team partner <laughs> is God. Yeah. And God abandoned you. <laughs> now do a dance. What the f*** are you doing? <laughs> I love the fact it. That, the fact that God had his own entrance, and it was just the room going black and a moving spotlight. Innovative. Very, I will say, as uh, seedy and as questionable as that angle was, <laughs> he followed through with it. Yeah. Uh, you gotta that's take what's ever given to you and run with it, brother. That's exactly right. Uh, Zebediah, I know you are sort of in a transitional period. Where can people find you? Actual real question, do you want people to find you? Find me. Look for me. At Zebediah Saint on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not posting as much nowadays, but when I decide to make the comeback, you'll see it. That's where it's gonna be, uh, Mm -hmm. gonna be shown. I have good ideas. You guys are guys are gonna like it when it finally comes about but yeah come say what's up (laughs) like frosty the snowman he will return someday one day i gotta get a cool hat first (laughs) someone hook it up (laughs) frosty had a really cool top hat not gonna lie (laughs) hell yeah yeah. Zebediah, thank you so much for being a part of the Renegade Round. I really appreciate it just uh, picking thank the brain. Thank you. And, uh, and it was a pleasure to just shoot the breeze with you, and I welcome the opportunity to have you again in the foreseeable future, uh, maybe uh, shortly after your debut. You can yeah. make a return visit. That would be really rad. For sure. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you having me on here. Thanks for uh, keeping me in mind. I'm putting that on the shirt, the wrestling game, Frosty the Snowman. There Up you next. Go. There you go. I, I have a few ideas from time to time. As long as uh, as long as they help you out, I'm happy for you. So. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Absolutely. Thank you, man. Absolutely, thank you. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, absolutely.
kind to yourself. You are your own priority. You matter.